Hey there, Braves fans. This is State of the Braves, and I'm George McNair. It is really good to be back with you guys once again as we are getting just oh so close to the start of the regular season. Really just a few days away, a couple of spring training games remaining, and then the Braves will head north to Washington to begin the season. So, man, it is, uh, it's been a longer spring than usual. Of course, last year was shorter because of the lockout. And uh, this year is longer because of the World Baseball Classic. So it does, while it does seem like it's taken a while to get to this point, uh, a lot has actually happened in spring for the Braves. And, of course, some pretty controversial news with some roster decisions came out this week. So that's the main thing I want to focus on in this episode. But I also want to cover a few other bits of Braves news. But, yeah, this episode will be mostly dedicated to the decision to send down Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake to AAA in favor in favor of Orlando Arcia being the starting shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. All right, so let's get to the good news first, right, before we get into that that other stuff. So there's there's a lot of good news and a lot of reasons to be excited for this season. Uh, and, you know, the first, if anyone caught uh, yesterday's uh, game at the Atlanta um, Northport facility, uh, Braves home game, uh, our own Ronald Acuna was pretty dominant. It was really cool to see. I, I've been not concerned, but I've still been watching with a pretty critical eye of Acuna, his, his at-bats. Uh, I mentioned to you guys I hadn't been able to put eyes on him too much this spring. I wasn't able to watch too many WBC games uh, in which he played for Venezuela. So it's good to see him back in camp. Uh, he had not hit a home run all um, all spring training. That included the World Baseball Classic. So, you know, obviously Acuna is about power and speed. Uh, his speed seems to be back. He's moving really well. Uh, this is just uh, very encouraging. And I guess it makes sense in some ways that the power is the last thing to come. I've always, um, you know, throughout all of last season, the main thing I was concerned about with Acuna was watching that back knee, which was the knee that uh, he had surgically repaired. Would the back knee drop? And did he feel confident in turning on that thing, uh, dropping it, and getting lift on the ball? And I think that had a huge part to play in his lack of power last year. Uh, and, man, he absolutely annihilated a ball yesterday. I don't know. They probably don't do uh, stat, stat cast in, in spring training. I don't know how long that thing went, but it was over the, the fence, over the berm. And I don't know if there's a parking lot back there, but it was just absolutely crushed. He also had a triple off the wall earlier in the game. So just looking kind of like the old Acuna. And in a lot of ways, I have not seen that. Uh, most Braves fans, we haven't seen that since uh, he injured uh, injured that leg in the middle part of 2021. So uh, look, the, the reality is it's almost like you forget how impactful he can be. Uh, if we get old Acuna back this season, it just it, it is going to make the entire uh, regular season at least a little easier uh, because he's such a dynamic player who can turn around any game with one swing. Uh, so I have a lot of uh, encouraging thoughts on Acuna simply from yesterday. And of course, one one game in spring training doesn't do everything, right? It doesn't guarantee anything. But nonetheless, some of the things I have not seen from him, I really saw yesterday. Acuna is kind of funny. He, he wears every emotion on his sleeve you know exactly what he's feeling uh, if he pops up a ball or he misses a ball that he feels like he should have gotten you'll you'll see it written all over his face um 
And, but of course, you know, that's kind of the downside and you kind of sometimes hate that because it can bleed over into your teammates. But nonetheless, when, um, when he's doing things good, he is having fun. He's got a huge smile on his face and it's pretty in infectious in a good way to the team. So, uh, of course, Acuna is, I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, but he is really, really important to the Braves' success this year. And hopefully he can have um, an MVP level season, which of course we know he's capable of doing. Another guy who uh, is really lighting it up this entire spring training has been Matt Olson. So uh, a lot of people have felt like this would set up to be uh, a, a really good season for Olsen, uh, maybe bounce back year. Uh, he was a little below uh, what he had been um, in his first season with Atlanta. And some of that you can understand having to replace Freddie Freeman, have to hear all of those questions all the time, being the new guy, being a little uncomfortable in a new place. He's a really low-key introverted guy. So he probably just feels much more comfortable uh, in his environment. And uh, he is on a tear right now in spring training. I think he has a total of seven home runs and that's over about 40 at bats. Uh, just remarkable stuff. And these are not wall scrapers. I mean, he is absolutely crushing the ball and not just home runs. I mean, he's hitting uh, close to 450 for the spring as well. So Olsen, I mean, hopefully uh, he can continue this. You know, the, the old joke that you're you're hot in spring training, and then as soon as the the season starts, you go you go in a slump. But hopefully that won't happen, and uh, we'll we'll see um, a more MVP level type of Olson. That's not really what we saw last year. We saw more of an up and down streaky hitter, um, and I think we'll also see a better defensive version of Matt Olson this year. Ozzy Albies is another one who I'm I'm really. Uh, watching with a critical eye simply because, you know, Ozzy is kind of a frustrating offensive player to watch anyways. To me, sometimes his approach, especially from the left side, it leaves something to be desired. Uh, you know, he, he swings at the first pitch a lot. You'll, you'll get some pretty frustrating, frustrating at bats because of that approach. Uh, I've always felt like his, his right-handed swing was just way better, way more sound uh, than his left-handed swing. Uh, and the fact that he's been off for so long, of course, kind of bleeds into some of some of the fear that he could uh, struggle this year. But he's had uh, the, his last two weeks in spring have looked pretty good. He is definitely impacting the ball well. I think he has four home runs for the spring. Uh, and so hopefully Ozzy can get off to a good start, too, because, you know, a, an excited um, Acuna who's playing well and Ozzy all at the same time, right? That's something that feels like this team has been missing, especially last year and, of course, Acuna the year before, too. It's just something wasn't quite right with, with that pairing, and we know those two together can have so much fun on the on the field, and it would be awesome if they both had good seasons. Another guy who is ready to go right now is Max Freed. I mean, he has looked really sharp pretty much every time out. Uh, he pitched yesterday as well, and I was able to watch a little interview with Rick Kranitz, who's the um, the pitching coach for the Braves, and he basically made the statement that all of Freed's stuff is sharper this year than it was last year, and that he just looks better this year than he did last year. And of course, Freed had a great year last year, finished second in the Cy Young. So th this is good news, right? Maybe we have an even more improved, uh, even more dominant Max Freed, um, and he could lead that pitching staff to some really good things. Obviously, him. Uh, combined with a, a healthy Kyle Wright. We'll cross our fingers on that and that shoulder. He's looked pretty pretty good, and hopefully he can be ready pretty soon 
uh, as the season is getting close. And of course, Spencer Strider, and, and hopefully he can be as dominant as he was last year. So, you know, Braves fans, I think we should be really encouraged generally by the pitching staff. I think Charlie Morton is, a you know, cross your fingers. He's getting up there in age. We don't know exactly what we'll get from him. He could be another X factor if, if he were to turn it around and have a 2021 type of season. Uh, that could also go uh, very far towards the Braves success this year. Um, another thing that I mentioned a good bit, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, is how encouraged I am with this fifth starter spot battle between Schuster and Dodd. They've continued to look really impressive. Uh, you really can't go wrong with either. I'm going to sit here and tell you that I think Schuster's going to get the, the job. I think he's looked a little crisper with his pitches. I think all three of his pitches have looked pretty next level. And Dodd has looked pretty much just as good, maybe just a little less so in terms of his command. But uh, both these guys, I think um, you wouldn't be upset about either one of them, and you'd feel pretty confident about both. Uh, and then the last good news I will share with you that I'm feeling good about is Mike, Michael Soroka making his spring debut this past week. Uh, it wasn't particularly sharp. He went out for one and a third innings. He gave up a run. He gave up multiple hits. Uh, he was spiking some uh, some off-speed pitches, you know. So <laughs> I don't know what, what you would expect from a guy who's, you know, had to shut it down with a hamstring and all this other stuff that he's dealt with over the last couple of years. But seeing him on the mound, uh, he was throwing, you know, his fastball hit 95 a couple of times. Uh, so his velocity's there. I think it's going to take a little bit of time, right? And I'm sure that's what was so frustrating with him is if he if you'd given him a full spring training, you'd feel a lot better about where he'd be at the back end now. Um, and here he is just really just starting. So he, he's been sent down to AAA. He might still get um, one more uh, spring training start. We'll see about that. But, um, you know, he... He might be ready by the end of April, beginning of May, that sort of thing. And hopefully he's pitching well and we'll get an opportunity in Atlanta. Uh, so there is a little bit of bad news uh, just to share with you guys. Rossell Iglesias, who's tagged as the Braves closer, uh, had to shut it down for a little bit and go on the injured list. He has some shoulder inflammation. Um, that can be really, really bad or it could be nothing. You know, uh, probably if you were to do an MRI on just about any pitcher, you'd find some shoulder inflammation um, or uh, or elbow inflammation. So obviously they are using that uh, that appendage very aggressively. And so, you know, hopefully this is not anything to worry about. Uh, it's not really worth worrying about at this point. But, you know, it's not how you want to start the season, certainly. But Iglesias, he's going to shut it down for a week and then be reevaluated. And he could be back pretty quickly. Um, if there's nothing major going on there. The, the last bit of bad news, I'm going to call it bad news, is this roster drama that's happening at shortstop. And so this is, again, the main thing that I want to focus on in this episode uh, is the Braves' decision to send both Von Grissom and Braden Schumach down to AAA in favor of Orlando Arcia being the starting shortstop for the Braves. You know, and this is, it was shocking news because basically, all offseason, uh, Vaughn Grissom has been kind of the focus. And then here at the near the end of uh, spring training, it seemed to be Grissom or Shoemake. Shoemake, they both basically had a very good uh, spring training. Uh, Shoemake surprising some people because he's never really hit all that much in uh, the minors, but he's, he's had a really good spring on both sides. He's a very good defender. 
uh, Grissom, of course, working towards uh, improving his defense, but uh, also is hitting in the high 300s uh, during the spring. So both of them basically were playing well enough to win the job. Uh, they're both young. They're both athletic. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement behind both of them, both of them. Uh, you guys know that I like Vaughn Grissom a lot. Uh, and then the Braves go with Orlando Arcia. <laughs> so it, it feels like, you know, ever since Dansby Swanson signed away to the Cubs, uh, the, the story has been this job is Grissom's to lose. Um, you know, early on, it there was some talk that it was a battle between Grissom and Arcia. But, you know, Grissom is clearly the more talented player. He's the younger guy. Um and he probably has a leg up on this job. And then, you know, RC has barely been spoken about uh, this spring training, and then Shoemaker comes comes on the scene late. And then suddenly it's Arcia. And so it it feels very confusing um, and actually pretty frustrating because, you know, Braves fans, we know what Orlando Arcia is. All right. Um, he's a bench player, and he really has proven that out throughout his career. Um you know, he, he started his career with the Brewers. He got about four or five years with them. Um, basically, they traded him to Atlanta as he had failed uh, to hang on to his starting spot. Uh, he spent about a year in AAA with the Braves before the last two seasons coming up and contributing. And, you know, last year, to his credit, he did contribute majorly, especially when Ozzie Albies went down with his injury. And then, of course, R.C. himself pulled a hammy, and then the Braves got desperate <laughs> with with second base, um, and they brought up a very young, unproven Vaughn Grissom, uh, who had very little experience beyond Double A. And then Grissom, of course, played really well. Now, this was second base. He didn't particularly play a tremendous defensive second base, but he had also never played second base in the minors, only only at the on the other side of the diamond. By the way, any of you who have ever tried to do that um, at any level, um, high school or whatever, know that it is very different to go from one side of the diamond to the other. The ball comes off the bat different. Um, the angles are different. Um, the throw is different. Everything's different about it. I mean, obviously, there's you're still feeling ground balls and all that stuff, but it is a little weird to do that without much um, without much uh, practice. So, nonetheless. Uh, Grissom did perform great at the plate in a way probably that was surprising to everybody, but he's always hit. He's always hitting the minors, and that doesn't seem to be um, something that anyone is questioning is his ability to hit in the major leagues. And, and again, he's put, put in a few hundred at-bats so far in the majors and has proven himself to be capable. Uh, so, you know, it, this decision certainly is frustrating, and it's frustrating uh, more so because it seems like Grissom and Shoemaker both did enough in spring training to earn the job, right? And when you are doing all that and then the job is given to somebody else, even though you played so well, man, it has to leave a pretty sour taste in your mouth. Uh, I don't know all the emotions that Grissom and Shoemaker went through, and particularly Grissom. You know, Shoemaker's probably coming in thinking, my dream is I play great and everybody else doesn't and I get this job. but I mean, he had to be realistic in the fact that it was a long shot. Grissom, on the other hand, is like, if I'm going to put in all this effort, if I prove myself, I'm going to win this job. And then he does all that. 
and then he still doesn't win the job. So that has to be just super frustrating for him. But, you know, if you're judging this, I have to break this down in several ways here, okay? Because my initial, um, my initial emotions were tremendous frustration, confusion. Um, what the heck, guys? I mean, Orlando Arcia really uh, is going to be our starting shortstop. And, of course, you know, I've heard some other pundits give, give their, um, some of them very frustrated, some of them siding more with the Braves and what they've done. And I think it's it's been very helpful for me to take a few days to really consider both sides and what's going on here. And I think it is a multi-layered um, decision, right? Uh, that being said, my take is Vaughn Grissom should be the starting shortstop for the Braves. With all his warts and wrinkles defensively, this is a young guy who's proven he's willing to work hard. He's, he's physically capable of doing the job. He's going to fail at times and struggle at times, but he'll work through it. And his, his bat is probably going to play. And, you know, if you got into May or, or June and he was struggling on both sides of the ball, you could still send him down and, and get him more work at that point, but you've given him this opportunity. All right. So that's what I would do. I want to make that very clear. All right. That being said, I, I want to go through some of this and maybe how the Braves came to this decision. Um, if you are judging Orlando Arcia versus Von Grissom uh, purely on the field, Von Grissom is going to win that. Okay. And, and again, that's probably why it's so confusing to most of you out there, right? Because that's how we want to judge things. We're trying to win a World Series. Why would we consider really anything else? And of course, um, I think Anthopolis would, would step in and say, well, that's why I'm the GM and you're not. Uh, he might do it in a nice way, but I think that's probably how he'd say it. Um, but anyways, let's at least start with judging the two on the field. And primarily because, you know, Grissom doesn't have a, a huge history of of at-bats and games in the major leagues, and we've seen him recent, recently. So let me focus on Arcia, okay? Orlando Arcia's career stats. He is a career 244 hitter with a 295 on-base percentage, all right, below 300 on-base, and a 369 slugging percentage, below 400 slugging percentage. This is not a high-level major league hitter, and this is over five or six when I'd say six major league seasons. Um, no, no, five, sorry. Five full, five full major league seasons. Okay, so you're not getting a ton at the plate. We've seen that he can occasionally pop a home run. Um, he'll go through little little stretches where he's, he's good. Um, he can definitely hit a fastball, but he's, he is for sure an inconsistent hitter. Sometimes he looks totally lost at the plate. Other times he'll get you a hit here and there. Okay. Um, for his five years as a starting shortstop with the Brewers, right? Again, remember that he has not played shortstop much in the past two years. With the Braves, he's been a backup. Dansby Swanson played basically every day. Uh, and then he filled in at second and occasional third. All right. So in his five years starting at shortstop for the Brewers, uh, his first three years in the major leagues, he was an above-average defensive shortstop. His last two years with the Brewers, he was a below-average defensive shortstop. So I want to just make that point. 
you know, if you guys, if any of y'all are thinking, ah, oh, RC is the, you know, he's a good defender. He's a above average defender. He's going to come in here and at least he'll lock down stuff defensively. It's not quite accurate. He He's probably better than Grissom is right now defensively, but he's not above average. Uh, two years below average um, in this metric is defensive run saved. He had a negative defensive run saved in those last two years. Uh, the other thing with Arcea, he is a career 2.8 war player. That is for his career. He's 2.8 war. All right, so this is not particularly um, good news for us, right? That I, He is not going to come in um, and be an impact player, uh, and he simply hasn't been. He's had one year that was basically starter quality. Right, and you say starter is about a 2.0 war season, and he did that one time with the Brewers. But guys, a career, and again, five or six seasons, a career 2.8 war earned. Uh, this is not someone who is going to give you much. He's had negative war seasons. Uh, so is he just this stabilizing guy who's at least going to give you you know, a 2.0 war season and be okay? Probably not. Probably less than that, and maybe certainly less than that. Uh, the last thing I'll make with Arcia is, the last point I'll make, is his Fangraph's defensive war for last year. Now, again, this was at second base primarily. He was the 88th best defensive second baseman in the league in, to, in 2022. The 88th best. So, just want to hammer home the point that he is not a great defensive player. He can make some really nice plays. You know, I was watching, again, I watched um, the the spring training game from yesterday, uh, and he made like two or three really nice plays. I mean, I want to give the guy credit. He's capable, okay, but he is pretty slow-footed. Um, if you ever watch him run the bases, not exactly the fastest guy ever, uh, and that's kind of an understatement. Uh, he has a nice glove, and he has a great arm. Uh, he can make up some things in that regard, but I think over the course of the season, it's going to prove out that he's, even if he has a really good season, he's maybe average, but he hasn't been that for a while. All right. So that's our scene. Uh, I want to address you make very briefly. You guys know from the last episode that I was advocating Grissom over Shoemake. So I I'm, don't really have much of an issue with them sending Shoemake down. Um, in and of itself, okay, I, I would actually prefer Shoemake over Arcea too, but um, the fact that they think that Shoemake needs more time in the minor leagues, I think is reasonable. Um, defensively, he's ready. He's the best of these three players. He's the best defensive option. Um, offensively, he's unproven. Uh, you know, 35 at-bats in spring training doesn't really prove much. It's great. It, it's, um, you know, been reported that uh, he has made some swing adjustments. And maybe this is why he had such a good spring. He hit well over 300. He had some doubles, hitting the ball really hard. Um, but that being said, what does that prove? Uh, you know, most people will say that you, you see a lot more fastballs in uh, in spring training. Uh, so guys who really struggle with off speed, they might they might do much better uh, in spring training. I don't know if that's true of Shoemake, but still. Um, High average in spring training alone really can't tell you much. So, you know, Shoemake is 
for his career, for his minor league career, I think he's around a 250 hitter. Um, he hasn't really done much, uh, and that's with not much power, right? So um, he hasn't done much to prove it offensively. So go down to AAA, and let's see if you can continue to hit. Uh, I think they also plan to put him at second base with Grissom at short. Uh, so they want to get him some look at second base. So maybe he can be a little bit more of a utility guy if he comes up at some point. So all of this, I, I really don't have too big of an issue with. Uh, some of you guys might like Shoemate a good bit. I don't dislike him. Um, if he can prove himself offensively, uh, he's never going to be a huge power hitter, I don't believe. But um, if he can hit close to 300 and give you great defense, hey, sign me up for that. Uh, now, let's go to Grissom because I think it really is, the decision really is this season between Grissom and Arcia. So first, let's, let's just review some of the pros, some of the good things that Grissom brings to the table. He is your best hitting option of all three of these guys. I think that's kind of bar none. I don't know that you can make an argument beyond that. Um, he's fast on the bases. He's an athletic dude. Uh, he's proven to be a hard worker. He's proven to be really good in the clubhouse. Guys like him. You know, him and Michael Harris are, are kind of best buddies. Um, all of these things he's bringing to the table. And, of course, his offensive abilities are his his calling card. Uh, his, you know, the, the biggest part of his value is in his ability to hit the ball. All right. So his cons, uh, he's the worst defensive option of the three. And I think that is still true. Uh, I think he can continue to improve. You know, this is a guy who he's not, he has not reached his full potential. He's still only 22 years old. He's still learning some things about uh, the uh, the position. You know, I mentioned to you guys that when Dansby Swanson came up, he was a year older. He was 23. Uh, he was better defensively, certainly, and, and had probably some of the skills you would want a little bit more in place than Grissom, but he was still making errors. He was he was not a finished product either, and he got better and better. So uh, that's what you want from your players, right? Continued development, continued improvement. But no, it is true that he's your worst defensive option. He doesn't have the greatest range. Uh, he has been pretty good in just fielding the balls he's getting to, right? Being consistent with getting getting to those balls. And he has an average arm. He's not, you know, you're, you're going to see some uh, some great throws from Arcia to, to beat some guys, to get some guys out. And you're not really going to see that much with Grissom. Uh, it's an average arm, but it's not it's not terrible. It's not noodle arm out there. Um, so anyways, you know, that's the biggest question mark with Grissom. It simply is his defense. And I guess uh, for some in the Braves organization, that question has not been answered yet. All right. So all that in mind, how do we really explain the decision, the Braves decision of going with Arcia over Grissom? Uh, it has been reported that by the Braves that they are really valuing uh, keeping uh, Adrianza. Ere Adrianza, you guys might remember, he played a major role in the 2021 season as a utility guy. He went and played most of the season last year with Washington Nationals, came back again as a utility guy late in the season with the Braves. I mean, this guy is kind of your last guy off the bench, but he can play basically every position. Um, now that alone, it, it just, it doesn't totally explain it. You can't just stop there because why would you choose the last guy on your bench over potentially your starting shortstop? Uh, doesn't make much sense, but you have to also take into account Alex Anthopoulos and what he really values. 
he has said many, many times that he wants the best 40-man roster um, possible, right? He wants to be as deep in that 40-man roster as he can be. Uh, and what I'm seeing by this decision is I think that is holding true that by sending Shoemake and Grissom down, who have plenty of options left, you get to keep Adrian's at the beginning of the season. If, you know, one of your infielders were to go down with an injury, you've got a guy who can play any position on your team still. If you go with Grissom right now, you lose Adrianza, you lose that op that option. So he's so Alex Anthopoulos valuing the best forty man roster over your best twenty six in the big leagues, or even and here's why I have the biggest issue: it's not just the best twenty six; it's the best nine, right? Your best starting nine. This is impacting your starting lineup, not just your overall twenty six that you have on the team. Uh, because, you know, these there have been several other roster moves. You know, I haven't really mentioned them much, but Eli White, for instance. Eli White, an outfielder, had a tremendous spring training. He gets sent down to AAA because he has options left over. Um, and Sam Hilliard, who also had a good um, good spring, but Kevin Pillar, who really didn't have a great spring, these guys don't have options left, right? So Eli White loses that simply because he's got options. The Braves don't lose him. And they can they can stock him away, you know. But the difference is that's not impacting your starting nine. That's impacting your last outfielder on the bench, and that's not a huge impact that you're going to feel every day. Um, it's not a guy you're putting in the lineup every day. Uh, so the impact obviously is lessened um, in the outfield. But I think Anthopolis has learned over the years uh, that depth on the forty man is really important. Uh, injuries happen. We know this is true in baseball, right? It's, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Injuries will happen. And of course, injuries definitely did happen last year at second base. I think the Braves had like five or six guys start at second base last year after Ozzy went down, Arcia being one of them. Um, this is why Adrianza was brought in late in the year. Uh, they just needed depth. So this is guaranteeing them depth. And I mean, I will say this, the Braves are in much better position this year on the 40 man um, than they maybe ever have been. Uh, so this is a good thing. And yet I think it is at the sacrifice of your best starting nine to begin the season. I've heard a couple pundits say that there's not that big of a difference between Arcia and Grissom in terms of overall value. I strongly disagree with that. Uh, I think Arcia is a little overvalued by the Braves. Um, I think he's a very popular guy in the clubhouse. I think he works hard. I think he's got the intangibles that the Braves appreciate. I think on his best days, he can look really good. Um, but I just don't think the consistency is there. And I think there are probably some within the Braves organization that are undervaluing Grissom. That's my take. So that that takes me to my next point, right? The the first point of the of the Braves making this decision is valuing the forty man over the best twenty six you have um, in the big league club. The second part of this that I think is going on is I think there's a maybe fairly significant disagreement within the Braves organization on Grissom specifically, which is kind of interesting to think, right? I now this is. I am totally guessing here. Obviously, I'm, I'm not in those meetings to be cool if I got to be. But um, 
but I'm just kind of reading between the lines a little bit. Uh, you know, Grissom came up earlier than probably anyone would have liked if Shoemake had been healthy when Ozzy went down and when Arcia went down. Um, Shoemake probably gets that call over Grissom last year. And so I think there are plenty within the organization that, that didn't believe Grissom was ready to come up then. Um, you have there have been a lot of reports about scouts, and this is particularly from Mark Bowman, the Braves beat writer. You know, he will constantly say that scouts told him that Grissom couldn't play shortstop. They did not believe in his defense. He would never play shortstop in the major leagues. And I think some scouts within the Braves are really holding hard to that belief. And Mark Bowman has been pretty consistent throughout all spring training that Grissom would not win this job. And and it's my take that those are the people he's listening to within the organization, the people who really don't believe in Grissom's defense. So you have that in place, right? But you also, it's not just about the scouts. You have the coaching staff. And the coaching staff, I mean, um, a day or two before all this came out um, and these two were sent down to AAA, you have Brian Snicker uh, saying that the job was basically between Shoemaker and Grissom. He just said that directly uh, and that, that RC would be the backup. And then, of course, all this happened. So that makes you think, well, this isn't a decision that Snicker was making, right? He might have on the field. And again, you know, that's how we started on the field argument is Grissom or Shoemake. It should be one of those two over RC. And that's what he was seeing. Um, so I think there is some disagreement, right, between the scouts and what the coaches think. Uh, we've had Ron Washington basically through this entire offseason saying that he believes in Grissom's defense. He's going to continue to get better. He has what it takes to do it. And now that's in front of the cameras. Could could Wash have some some doubts um, or, you know, might he be a little more honest if he wasn't in front of the camera and said, well, I think he can do it, but maybe he's not ready yet. Right. I mean, there could be some in between there. But but nonetheless, it seems like the coaches have a greater belief in Grissom than the scouts. And then you have Anthopolis, right? And he's the decision maker. He's he's the GM. The buck stops with him. So he's got to make this decision. And so if he's getting one side from scouts, one side from the coaching staff, and he's got to make the decision, well, we know that Anthopolis, with my first point, he's happy to play the long game, to you know have a deep 40-man roster, to hold on to Adrianza and allow Grissom and Shoemake to continue to develop in AAA. And, you know, any they could come up at any point if they prove themselves to be ready. And and I think that's what Anthopolis is doing, right? I think he's making the decision kind of the in-between of let's just go with Arcia. I don't think it's going to hurt us that much. Arcia is kind of a do-no-harm kind of player. And um, we'll let these other two young guys uh, work a little bit more and prove it. So that's where I'm at. Um, you know, what does this mean for the future of the shortstop position in Atlanta? Does this mean that they don't believe in Grissom or they'll never believe in Grissom or never give him the job? I don't think that's what it means. Um, some people are saying the Braves are going to trade for somebody um, or, you know, might trade for somebody at the trade deadline. I really don't think that they want to do that. Now, I mean, it's possible possible that all three of these guys have a bad year and that, that turns the conversation. Uh, but I still think that the shortstop position long-term is Grissom's to lose. Um, he might have to overcome more doubters than 
a Michael Harris or a Spencer Strider, right? Those guys burst on the scene and, and they have just elite abilities at their position kind of across the board. And it's just kind of obvious. And, and here you have Grissom having to overcome a weakness that's pretty important to his position. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to have to prove the doubters wrong. There's obviously more doubters in his way for him to solidify himself as uh, the Braves shortstop. Um, I, I think by mid-May, Arcia will not be the starting shortstop for the Braves. That's that's my prediction. I think whether it's performance or another pulled hamstring or something else, I think either Grissom or Shoemake will be playing shortstop for the Braves. Uh, I I think it's possible the Braves would make a trade mid-season, but I think that is way down the list of things they want to do. Uh, remember that the Braves don't have much in terms of prospect capital right now. So I don't know that you would expect a great option to come down the pike anyways. So the Braves are in a little bit of a tricky position, right? If you are of the belief that Grissom won't be the shortstop of the future, that Shoemake won't be the shortstop of the future, then you have a huge hole at an incredibly important position uh, if you're the Braves. And maybe some of them believe that. But I think Grissom, I mean, I hope he's taking this and using it just for even greater motivation to prove people wrong. Um, I think he has every right to be frustrated. Um, and some of it is, you know, he, he's right to be frustrated, right? Um, I think it's reasonable if it's, if it's the Braves take that he's just not quite ready. But, of course, how this offseason and spring training went. I, I would appreciate his frustration. Let's just put it that way. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of State of the Braves. I'm going to try to come back to you guys with a couple more episodes before the beginning of the season. I want to do a full-on um, prediction for each player for the Braves and how I think they're going to do. And then I, I also want to do one more um, one more episode where I'm going to make some some big predictions. Last offseason, I made six big predictions uh, for for the season, and I got about half of them right. So I'm going to try to do something similar before the start of this season. And guys, we are just a few days away. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm just super excited for, for this season. I'm going to hopefully get to go to a couple games in person this year and uh, hope you'll be able to do that too. But hope you enjoyed this uh, edition of State of the Braves, and I will talk to you guys very soon. 